Hi, we are Mel and Josie, and we're here to tell you that no matter how much it feels like you are screwing up every single part of your goddamn life, actually, you're doing great, sweetie. going in lockdown (laughs) the never-ending lockdown um good I'm starting to like lose my mind I was just um saying to Josie pre-recording everybody that everybody all of you (laughs) the three people listening listening. (laughs) (laughs) mom dad and (laughs) my dog (laughs) I was gonna say Julian I'm like he hasn't listened to one of our many podcasts so he's not gonna start now and I really hope he doesn't to be honest. Tom even didn't even listen to the one where I was talking about him before we went on our date of my dating podcast. Oh. Like he wanted to so yeah. bad. And then I sent it to him and he's and then I was like, did you listen? He's like, oh, I will. I'll get to it. He's never gotten to it. <laughs> it's never gotten to it, which is fine with me because, as we said, we like to keep our yeah. work and personal life separate except for telling everyone that listens everything about our personal yeah. life. Yeah, that's not so, separate. Yes, but um, I was saying that I feel unwell, so after this I'm getting a COVID test. I haven't been out anybody. I'm just, you know, the waiting right for thing. the lines to die down. And it, um, But I have gotten so many COVID tests, which I know is good. Yeah. It's a good thing to do, but um, it's I am exactly what Gladys wants, which yes. is an incredibly paranoid <laughs> um, hypochondriac who gets like one tiny headache and decides yep. they've got COVID. So. Yeah, well, that's what she says. Any symptom, you just yeah. go and get one. But I know, I know how you feel because when I went and got two in a week the other week, I felt like I was like, oh, do they like scan my name and see that I was here like five <laughs> days ago and just She's think like I'm being dramatic? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, She's, this is too many for you. You've, you've yeah. reached your quota of COVID tests. You have to start Sorry. paying for them now. <laughs> and I was even like, got embarrassed and like said something about it like I didn't give a fuck because there was really a I waited for three hours to get this test and I was like oh yeah like I I did come yeah I did come last week but that was a different um cold that I had so I just thought I should get rechecked and she was just like okay just um yeah she was like I don't even know I'm just getting paid for this, so shut up. (laughs) She's like, I literally don't even look at your faces. I did the same thing, Tom, when I last was sick, it was during the week, and if I have to get a COVID test, Tom can't work the next day because he's a nurse, so he has Mm. to wait till I get the all clear before he's allowed to go in. And so I was like to him in the arbor, I was like, shit, I've got to go get a COVID test. And he was like, oh, shit, um, can you see if they can fast track it because your partner's a nurse? And I was like, oh, I know this is going to go down like a sack of bricks, but I have to do it because if I don't do it, then I have to, yeah. like, I can't lie. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, and then you had like disinterested now, like you just said. Oh, yeah. Like, they're so like robotic in it because they're doing so many people a day that they're yeah. just like, whatever. Um, and which is actually, to be fair, they're always so nice when I say I'm scared. But like, aside from that, it's so clinical. It's just yeah. like bang, bang, bang. And so. I got there and, and I was like, when do I ask? Like before he sticks the thing in my nose, after? <laughs> and so I waited till after. And he literally went to like r- basically run away from the car once he'd done it. Oh, and <laughs> you're like, like I'm done. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. And I was like, oh, can you, um, my boyfriend is a nurse. <laughs> Sounds so like, uh, 
<laughs> Excuse me, don't you know who I am? I am. So he's like, yes. And I was like, oh, I just didn't know if you could fast track the results because, you know, he can't go to work till I get them. And he's like, are you an essential worker? And I go, oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm not, but he is. I'm not. <laughs> but he is. And he was like, yeah, they've been really quick, so you'll be fine. Okay, bye. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so ashamed and embarrassed fast that track. person. The COVID person trying to get their test quicker. Fuck. <laughs> oh, dear. You won't make that mistake again. No, I will never ask a single question. I will just be like, stick it in my nose. Let's go. Yeah. And if Tom has to wait a week to get your results, I won't even call them. (laughs) I'd be so embarrassed. (laughs) I'll just never find out. I'll just stay in the house isolating forever. How's it been for you? It's okay. Um, I'm starting to feel, and I mentioned this in our first episode, which was about COVID, that kind of underlying claustrophobic feeling Mm -hmm. if I think about it for too long. So I'm just trying not to think about it for too long. I've gotten like quite fixated with exercise, Mm -hmm. which (laughs) I've got an Apple Watch. Apple is not sponsoring this podcast, but I have an Apple Watch. (laughs) And I got it originally because I like being accountable to something, but now I am obsessed with closing my rings every day. Right. My mission was to close my rings in every day of lockdown and then Gladys keeps extending it. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, gotta keep going. I'm like some nights it's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. And I'm like, shit, I need to do like 15 minutes of exercise <laughs> to yes. close my rings. So I do like <laughs> stretch. <laughs> or I'm like, Julian, do you need anything from the shop? And he's like, at 9 p.m. I'm like, yes, yes, because I will walk and get it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're like doing mask like on. knee, knee high yes. kicks while you're going. Yeah. But I guess, you know, it's a very healthy uh, objective to have in lockdown rather than I'm going to drink every night to numb the pain. Totally. Um, so there's definitely worse fixations you can get during oh. lockdown and everyone gets something. and exercising always something yeah I mean we touched on in our spending episode that mm-hmm. last year maybe we were fixated with spending mm-hmm. we'll touch on it in future that maybe in the past I was fixated with drinking every night mm-hmm. and my rule is to not drink during the re- week anymore oh okay so yeah. exercise is my advice exercise has replaced <laughs> drinking <laughs> How sad do I sound? Oh, it's called being in your 30s. Mine is my mom gave me this recipe for this really – actually, I'll put it in the group because Mm. it's so fucking good and it's so healthy. It's like an apple crumble, but it's essentially just – you just get green apples and it's like some cinnamon and some vanilla essence and then you stew them. Mm. And then the the crumble is just oats in olive oil, a little bit of maple syrup – some cinnamon and a little bit of vanilla and honestly it's so fucking delicious delicious. and like what's in that nothing Nothing. and then I don't I don't go hard on the crumble because then it would make it super carby I just put a little bit and it's my dessert it's my breakfast it's like (laughs) and you have it with some yogurt (laughs) it's so good with yogurt and it's so healthy and it's the easiest thing to make but it also is like you have to go to the shops and buy like six apples at a time yeah and then I'm like because I never take a bag because I'm an idiot (laughs) and then I'm like I refuse to buy a new one because sustainability yeah. slash expense so yes. i'm like juggling all these apples <laughs> you're just rolling <laughs> them down the street back to the car <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything falls it's oh, just like, absolute God. chaos and that's like every few days i'm doing that because i eat it 
I, I do not have a day where I don't eat this. I need now. to get into this. It sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, I will send you the recipe. But um, that and this weird turmeric tea that I got from the health food shop, which is like a turmeric chai latte, but it's got no sugar in it. So it's mm. only spices. And it is so intense. Like I am obsessed with it. And then because I'm obsessed with it, everyone around me. So Kate at the beginning before lockdown. Yeah. Now Tom are always <laughs> like, oh, that looks good cool like maybe i'll try it and they try it and they're like that's the most disgusting like, thing i've ever had in my life they're like, yeah literally like spitting turmeric everywhere staining everything um i'm obsessed i have one a day it's my special milky treat it's either at the afternoon or before oh, bed and that. Um, i'm probably having too much turmeric i <laughs> no feel like thing. you're not supposed to <laughs> No, it's good. You'll never get arthritis or any inflammation. My bones are like so strong. (laughs) There's no inflammation anywhere in your body whatsoever. No, my joints are crazy, what, like Um, oiled. Oiled, yeah. Oiled, oiled joints. (laughs) We're just moving our arms around (laughs) to prove how oiled they are. (laughs) Oh, God. What are we talking about today? Um, We're going to talk about sex baby let's yes. talk about not you and me because that's weird no that would be uncomfortable and a big reveal <laughs> <laughs> oh shit my charger got like awkward at the same time and just threw itself out of the yeah, powerpoint like, i don't want them recording this <laughs> uh i made the mistake of not bringing my charger last week and mm-hmm. the computer ran out now i've got yeah, a new computer files. and <laughs> charger so it right. won't happen again i promise i love that but um yeah we thought well when we came up with this podcast we were just like throwing topics in a google doc mm. which is i just love doing that mm. and i just chucked in libido and then you were like oh that's a good one yes really um, good so we thought we'd talk about it because it's it's something that changes yep which is can be confronting. Very. And I feel like everyone has different experiences. So we thought you people listening, the three of you listening, so <laughs> mum, dad, and the dog. I would love to hear about <laughs> Mel's libido. They would love to. <laughs> They've just like melted. They're like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> no, they will never listen. Dad has a rule that he's not allowed to listen mm, to my mm-hmm. dating podcast and he also won't be allowed to listen to this one. Yeah. He's only allowed to listen to The Zest is History. Yeah. That's the only one he's allowed to. And frankly, that's very much his areas. So It really is. He I don't wouldn't get much out of the other two. whinging about our lives. No, <laughs> uh, he wouldn't. So maybe I'll start with like, mm. I guess because we both have a background in women's lifestyle media. Yeah. Uh, I think I probably wrote about libido before I experienced changes in it, I think. Yeah, <laughs> one of those ones. Yeah, and um you know, as a child, I was always pretty like into like sexy stuff, like like horny. <laughs> yeah, like I was actually Same. listening to a '90s <laughs> playlist today, and that song um, "In Vogue's Don't Let Go" came on. Oh, yeah, and I can still remember how fucking sexual that music video was because <laughs> yeah. I remember it would come on. I'd be like, "Ooh!" <laughs> I was just so fascinated by it. So like, fascinated. So fasc- yeah. I, I mean, I was definitely a horny teenager, like not with guys just like yes I'm the same just like and like just talking about boys and always having a crush on a boy and yes always there was always someone and I was very much I feel like I was 
not necessarily late to having actual sex, but just like pashing everyone. Like yeah. I was <laughs> kind of like them all. just pashing everyone and interested in, just always interested in sex, I think, even as like before high school. Yeah. Just like really interested. So then when I became older and like my libido changed, I was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is this happening all of a sudden? <laughs> and for me, and I don't know about you, for me, it really happened when I moved in with my partner. Mm-hmm. That's when I was just like, what is this? Like, it mm-hmm. just, it went from being like, you'd go and stay over and you'd have dinner and then you'd go to bed and that's what you would do to yeah. then you're there every single day with that person. Mm-hmm. And it just, you fall into a new routine and it kind of dropped off the list of things that you would do and I think also as you get older you start to take on a lot more so it's like Mm. I started dating Julian when I was in my mid-20s so it's like what kind of responsibilities did I have nothing I had quite a junior job yeah I had friends I had a boyfriend I didn't make that much money so I wasn't like you know I didn't worry about money because I didn't have enough to worry about if that makes sense so I was just like free and easy and there was nothing clogging up my brain and then as more started to clog up my brain, it definitely well, it started does, to affect it's like it. More in there, isn't there? So yeah. And you get more exhausted. I think I'm the same. So I am living with Tom at the moment mm. in a temporary lockdown situation. So it's been like a month and a half. Yeah. I would say now ish. And it's been great. It's been really good. It's been easy. It's not been hard. But I mean, aside from the bit where I was, I've been adjusting to medication. That's been wow. <laughs> that's been interesting. <laughs> but you know, like in general, it's been fine. But it's funny because up until Tom, all my sexually active relationships, because this is a whole thing for another episode. But mm. I had like ten years in church, mm-hmm. so my my longest relationship was when I was in church and we weren't having sex. Yeah. But then my first boyfriend that I had sex with we would break up every three months. So (laughs) I feel like we would always be at it like rabbits. Yes. Because we'd break up every three months. Because you're in that honeymoon period over and over and over and over again. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And then all my other boyfriends after that were like three, four months. One was long distance, so Mm -hmm. nine months. So Mm -hmm. I've never had that period where things level out and you settle into that relationship. Yeah. And I'm definitely feeling it at the moment. And it's a combination, which we can talk about more in depth on the secondary bit later, of my upping my antidepressants Mm. has 100% impacted my libido, at least in this period, whether it'll go back to normal after, we don't know. Um, But definitely, he's always here. Yeah, the novelty's gone. (laughs) The novelty's gone. And we were, like, we, like, I definitely have a high sex drive. Well, I thought that I did. Mm -hmm. And yeah we were having heaps of sex all the time. And like you said, it was because we would see each other at an allocated time. Yes. And so there was almost that, like, excitement level to do it because then you wouldn't see them for a day or two or something. Mm -hmm. And now he's always there. Yeah. And so that plus lockdown, fuck, honestly, I'm – mentally drained all the time yes and so we just like sit on the couch and watch the killing at the moment is what we're watching yes i'm so glad and you started watching yes it. it's so good and then, <laughs> and then we're doing that and then we eat and then 
he gets really tired because yeah. he works at 5.30 yeah. in the morning and then he'll go into bed and then I'll have my shower and then I put all my creams on oh, yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to now. Like, yeah. My creams are on, you know? <laughs> and so then I go to bed and, and, yeah, we can just do that for days and days. And then I'm like, oh, my God, we used to have sex like every day that we yes. saw each other yeah. and now we can go like multiple days. And mm. I'm very aware that that still is not very long for some people. Like is is like, oh, that's pretty normal for some people. Yeah. Because I know people who haven't had sex in months and stuff. Yes. And I don't think I think that this is the thing, right? We don't talk about this. Mm. We talk about we're either talking like, oh my sex life is so amazing. Mm, I'm having sex all the time. Ah, we can't yeah. stop. We're Bridgerton sex 24 yeah. 7. We're ripping <laughs> each other's bodices off all the time. Or we're like self-deprecating about it and we're like oh i just haven't had sex in a hundred years yeah you know? and, yeah and there's no in between there's, there's none no in of between this... of like oh we do it every couple of weeks or yeah. it could be a couple of months before we come back to that and i think yeah yeah people are like ashamed and people compare themselves yes. as well it's always a comparison trap of oh well these people are fucking all the time it's like yeah well maybe they don't have like a bunch of stuff going on or they've only been dating for six months or whatever it is like everyone's in a different situation and I also think men and women are just so different it's just it's a different I think I mean and some women have really high sex drives so this is not a one-size-fits-all thing yeah but I think in general you could say that men have a higher sex drive than women as a rule Mm. and so for them it's like and it's a lot more instantaneous like they will see boobs on the tv yes and get horny right? Mm -hmm. Anyone's boobs. Whereas for us, and I remember talking to, I think, I don't think I ever spoke to my therapist about this. I actually Mm -hmm. think, because I knew we were doing this episode, I've been racking my brains. I think I spoke to a therapist for an article about this. And she said some really, she had some interesting ways of putting it, where she said, for a woman, it's like a boiling kettle. So for the Mm -hmm. man, it's just like, very like, they can just see boobs and be like, that's hot. I like got a semi already over just yeah. random tits on the TV. Whereas for us, it's like you might need a lot of foreplay. Or she said something like, it's like sometimes it's all day for a woman. So it was interesting when you said, you know, you know that you're seeing him and the time's allocated, right? Yeah. So it's because your brain, she explained, your brain knows, or oh, tonight I'm going to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. So right. all day you're like, kettle is boiling. <laughs> Oh, that's so interesting. You're getting into the mood mentally because yeah. for women it's so much more mental and for men it's quite physical, the act of yeah. being aroused. Like, like yes, you can see a guy and be like, he's hot, I'm instantly horny for that guy, let's go do it. But yeah. I feel like as you get older it becomes less. <laughs> less Definitely. And especially Definitely. when you've been with the person for 12 years. Not saying Julian isn't hot and I want to jump his bones, but it's – the relationship changes. Like, well, you, you value them of... for who they are, not yeah. like, ooh, Julian's hot. <laughs> Whereas I think companion. he's still like, Josie's hot. Like, he still yeah. like, walks past and gropes me. And I'm like, what? It's been 12 yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a thing. Hey, like, I, I definitely feel like that. And I mean, like I said, it's, this is really new for me because mm. I haven't gotten this far. Yes with someone where I am this 
physically close to them because I obviously had my long distance nine month relationship, which is now looking back doesn't really count because you we would see each other only on the weekends. Yeah. And it's not that it doesn't count. Like obviously long distance relationships absolutely count, but they're very different in experience um, because the fire is still there because you don't see each yes. other that often. It's like, oh my God, then you spend all weekend having sex and then you like, you know, yeah, and then you're It's phone a complete opposite thing. Yeah. But this is interesting because I feel like living together, you fall into a companionship, which is mm. really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably one of the nicest relationship experiences I've had in yeah. that you settle in with that person and they become like a real like partner. Like yes. you're, you know, like you are watching the same TV shows, you cook together, you talk about your day at the end of the day, you like, you know, it's just like mm. it's really, really nice, but it's definitely like, yeah, nothing's urgent anymore. Yeah. And so then that lack of urgency means that you kind of have to, I don't know, it's not like have to or not because I think that's the thing is like if I stopped worrying about what's normal, yes, I think it would be fine because, like, like you know, obviously if your partner wants sex more than you do, that's like another whole convo. Mm. But I think in terms of how we view our own libido, really it comes right back to, like you said, comparing mm. and judging our own selves based off what we think is normal. And that's like, where are we getting this normal information? It's probably the fucking movies. Yes, movies like, where everyone's rooting all the time. You know, we grew up on Sex in the City where Samantha had this insanely high sex drive and really all of them were very sexually active constantly. Um, and, you know, I was in my formative years when I watched that show. I think I was about 14 and thinking oh my god that's like normal is that normal behavior is that what I'm going to be like and yeah not like no because a tv show about mine and Julian's life would frankly be very boring to other people it's nice to us but yeah people don't want to watch that so in popular culture it's sex sex all the time tits boobs sex drive like Bridgerton is another great example of let's fuck on this fields because we can't wait to get to the bed. I mean, it's a fantasy, really. It is. (laughs) And it's like it's and and even in Bridgerton, contextually, that's two people that haven't had sex now having sex. Like that's what we were all like at the beginning of our relationships. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like we that heightened passion is is synonymous with we first get to do this. Yes. Yeah. And and like, you know. Um, I was always thinking, I always come back to this and I hated this episode and this, sorry, scene in Sex and the City, the first movie. Mm. And they're lying around on the balcony um, and Miranda takes off her sarong and she's like got full bush going on, like she hasn't had a wax in ages. (laughs) And then Samantha's like, whoa, wax much, honey? And then, um, and I literally am the voice. Was that great? Samantha voice. (laughs) And, um, And then... Miranda's like, oh, well, I married you wouldn't understand. And then Samantha's like, well, she doesn't have that problem to Charlotte. And then Charlotte's like, like basically they all are like, oh, we have sex with our partners all the time. And Miranda then gets upset because she's not been having sex with Steve. And then it turns out that he's been cheating on her. Yeah. And it's kind of shit because it's like, well, no. It's like, this is your fault, Miranda. He cheated on you because you're not fucking him. That was the narrative. Totally. I totally know what you mean. And that's just... That's his fault, not hers. Like, it's his fault. And also, like, it's completely fucking normal yeah. to have, what does she have, like, a new baby and, like, a yes. well, I'm going like, to get into that. Kid, you know? And, yeah. like, it's so fucking normal. Yeah. 
that she wouldn't be having much sex or she doesn't feel like sex or she's just mm. working her shit out and, like, he maybe doesn't feel, you know, like this, like, yeah. what the fuck was what all that that's... judginess? I hated it because yeah. I just think that's the shit. Like, my thing is I'm so susceptible to comparison stuff and we mm. can talk about this in another ep fully, but, like, it is my biggest weakness and yep. my anxiety hinges on it. It loves it. It <laughs> loves a compare. Like, if it, if it hears it one thing. It looks for something to compare you to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Anyone can say anything and then if I can think, if it's if it's my trigger point, I'll just mm. fixate on it. And that to me is like the worst thing is when TV and film, like I love that we've moved towards a more like realistic yes. view. Like your girls TV show was, yep. was a real starting point for that, you know. Just these TV shows that are just less bullshit and more like the real shit. Warts and all, yeah. Because it's more fun to watch. I don't know how I feel now. Like I don't really like escapism shows. I like shows that are like real gritty. Like, I loved Girls. I loved um, that love series that was on um Oh, Netflix. yeah, 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 yeah. Just, like, fucked people that are, like, just figuring shit out, you know, like everyone in this podcast. Yes. But, you know, like, I don't know. But um, I was going to say that, yeah, like, I just think there's so much bullshit around sex for women. Like, mm. we're constantly pressured by by ourselves, by other women, really, yeah. is what I reckon it comes from, of like, oh, you should be super kinky in bed. Oh, you mm. haven't tried that. Oh, you don't do that. Oh, you yeah. haven't used a sex toy. Oh, you don't like sex toys. Oh, you're not having enough sex. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, why are we all <laughs> trying to make each other feel bad? Yeah. And Everyone likes different shit and let people yeah. try it if they want and not try it if they don't want. And whatever and works for them works for them. if they want them. or not. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Sex Every is not the be-all and end-all. Yeah. Like, I love sex, right? Yeah. And I, like, this is the other thing. There are things better than sex sometimes. Yes. Perfect contextual point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I have a bowl of really buttery, creamy mashed potato oh. with heaps of salt. Yeah. And I have that mm. and someone's put it in front of me and I really was craving carbs. Mm. And then it was between I that. Have, there's a I'm new sick. season of Bridgerton that I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm about to press play on that, and oh, I'm in my comfiest track. That suit. scenario is making me horny. That's better than sex. <laughs> that is better than yeah. most sex. I'm sorry, most <laughs> sex. That is better than. I love those memes actually that are like, sure, sex is good, but yeah. I actually thought of one the other day to myself because I'm such a Virgo, and I had a to do list and I ticked it all off. Like it was yeah. yesterday at work. I just achieved a bunch of stuff, and I was like. Like kind of walking around the kitchen, like, whew, like, yeah. And then I thought to myself, yeah, sex is good, but have you ever ticked everything off your to do list? Like, <laughs> mm, yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Like, but you know, satisfying. like you're talking in that way of like, obviously, there's like mind blowing sex where you have like an amazing orgasm, great, or yep. you're really horny and then you have sex. That's great sex, yeah. right? Like that's that is top tier experiences mm -hmm. in life, right? But then there's just a lot of grey area sex where it's there's good a lot of, and yeah. it's fun and I had a good time but yeah. it's just another fun activity mm. that I did in that day. Yeah, you know? it wasn't like, you know, blowing the doors off your apartment building. Yeah. It was just like nice sex. I actually remember a friend of mine had, was trying for a baby and got pregnant and she was like, um, oh, yeah, she was an oversharer, which is fine because so are we. <laughs> 
And she was like, oh, yeah, and actually the night we conceived him, it was like really good sex too. She's like, you know, because you know how sometimes you just have sex to have sex. And I was like, (laughs) someone just being frank about that was really refreshing. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, but it wasn't that. Like it was actually a night where we were like, yeah. (laughs) And that's when he was conceived. I'm like, "Mm, just don't tell him that because he won't want to (laughs) know. Yeah, do not tell your kids. But I love knowing that. So thank you. (laughs) But, yeah, and I think a lot of women – feel guilt um, because maybe the sex drive between them and their partner isn't, you know, and I think I said before, I think generally men are a bit hornier and can just fuck. Like they can just mm-hmm. kind of turn it on and they're not like thinking about everything from their day mm. as well and they're like trying to fit sex on their to-do list, which I think a lot of women do. Men are just like, cool, I could I could go anytime. <laughs> so <laughs> then I think women feel guilty and feel like they're not giving their partner enough sex and will he cheat on me because of these fucking narratives that we've seen in Sex in the City and mm. countless other shows where that happens because the woman isn't putting out enough for yeah. her partner. He goes and cheats. Like ugh, that, like I said, is Steve's fault. That's yes. not Miranda's fault. They should have had a fucking conversation. But, yeah, I think women feel bad and so then they just kind of do it even when they don't really want to, which isn't great. But yeah. it's, you just kind of go, oh, well, just do it as like a relationship saver so he doesn't cheat on me like Steve. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> and like I think sometimes, look, you're going to have sex where you're just doing it because the other person wants to do it and you love them and it's not like you don't, you know, like there's, a, I feel like there's this difference between, you know, coercive sex. Yes, yeah, for where sure. Where someone is pressuring you to do it yeah, versus that's not times okay. where you're not feeling it as much, they're feeling it. You're not not feeling it. You're yeah. just not like there. So you're, you're just like kind of doing bouncing it. Bouncing off the wall. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's okay. But I think that then it can twist into, and obviously coercive sex is never okay. That's and I think not that's okay. Yeah. The, the number one definer of that is that you feel pressured mm. to do it. And you mm-hmm. feel, and like you said, you feel like you have to do it or something else will happen. Yeah. Or they won't yes. love you or something. Yes. But then I think also there's like the times that we just have sex because we feel like, oh, we got to tick that off because yeah. when we're talking with our friends another time, we've got to be able to say we have sex three three times a week yeah. so we feel like <laughs> superior to everyone else. It's just like, what the fuck is yeah, any of that? No. And, you know, yuck. I don't know. I just think we – and it just makes – like we're just making ourselves feel shit. Mm-hmm. It's just another thing to make ourselves feel shit. Yeah. Um, I was going to also touch on when you – don't have a sex drive because Mm. of other factors because Mm -hmm. I have been going through that a little bit for the first time upping my meds like I said where I think that has also been a factor in Mm. my low libido and it is such a new experience for me um and I have a lot of empathy for people that go through this long term because I don't know if this will be long term it could Mm. just be a short-term thing but it literally feels like you have absolutely no interest mm. in having sex and you it, and then you just feel tired and like not yeah not remotely in, interested at all if anything sometimes like i tom and i would start going to have sex and then i'd be like actually i can't like i just yeah can't. yeah yeah i just feel so uninto it that yeah I almost, like it's not like the times that i've just had sex and you know yeah not been into it and then kind of got into it and then it was yes. like good yeah it's like a proper full-on no, and then you can have physical related stuff to that. You can be dry, which is never fun. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, of um, lube. I just think that lube 
yeah. needs to make a comeback. Yeah. It is starting to make a comeback. And I just think, <laughs> why did we make that a weird thing? Again, it's such bullshit, yes. misogynist yes. shit yeah. that you felt like if you use lube, you weren't good at sex. Mm-hmm. Like, no, sometimes your body is just a little bitch. Yeah. It doesn't want to do the job like, itself. Yeah. So you got to help it out. It doesn't it's keep fine. up with what else is going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like a full thing. And I don't know, I was going to ask you about post baby yes. what it's like. Yeah. Um, and that is my definite experience with an outside factor um, taking over. So, I mean, having a baby is probably a whole other episode, but it's a strange, I'll try and shorten it into just <laughs> a few thoughts. It's a strange experience because when you're pregnant, your body's not yours anymore. And it's quite nice and weird in equal measure. Like you kind of like feel, it feels lovely that you're sharing your body with like your child. But then afterwards, when the baby is out of your body, it's still not your body anymore because you're, it's all changed. Like I'm only just starting to feel like within the last few months that my body is like mine again and I've taken mm. ownership of it again mm. um and I stopped breastfeeding at the start of the year when Rosa went to daycare so breastfeeding is another big factor because your boobs which used to and we're going to do a whole app on boobs <laughs> yeah. they used to be like your fun sexy things become like literally giving someone life and they also mm. change a lot <laughs> and so <laughs> I felt like even though I you know maybe parts of my body felt normal again as long as I breastfed I felt like it still wasn't mine again. And breastfeeding, my friend Beck, who is in my mum's group, she's a doctor, she told me that breastfeeding causes like a mini menopause. So it actually like torpedoes your sex drive. So it it makes your libido go way, way down. So not only do you feel like, you know, you're you're changing into becoming a mum, your boobs are being used to like give someone life and they're not like the fun, sexy things anymore. Mm. It also physically affects your libido to the point where your sex drive goes way down. You get like dryness, like it affects all of that. So it's like actually physically changing. Yeah. It's like a little mini menopause. Did you feel like this pressure, like even though you knew that you were having that physical reaction? Mm. Like you, you were supposed to hurry up and get your libido back. Yeah, and because it was like, is that the sign that we're like still this fun, amazing couple who love each mm. other? Because oh my god, having a baby has so many other impacts on your relationship. Like it tests your relationship like nothing else, mm. um, and you're exhausted, and it's just so many other factors. And honestly, it was like a victory. Like the first time I had sex after having Rosa, I felt like I should be on a Olympic medal <laughs> dais singing the national anthem. Like I felt like that much of an achievement. And I didn't outwardly, I was just kind of like, I'm cool. yeah, yeah, that was, that was great. Good, good sex. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm chill. But like inside I was like, fuck yes. Like because yeah. I didn't have much sex when I was pregnant either because I was just huge. You remember mm. the size of me. And it was just, like, physically really hard. I was fucking exhausted, felt sick yeah. for, like, the first few months as well. Yeah. And then and then I was huge. So it was, like, there wasn't much opportunity. So it had been a long time. So, yeah, yeah I, I definitely personally inwardly was, like, that was an achievement because it was a huge mental achievement for me to 
like use my body for like what it used to be rather than being like the giver of life and like (laughs) yeah well that's the thing like I mean that is kind of part of the boob conversation Mm. too but like our bodies and our minds can Mm. be in two different like completely different places and um and then I think the difference with women is that you know with men it's like they really need their body to be like up for the task and I have slept with a guy who had um like erectile dysfunction Mm. and they also put so much pressure on themselves and and it's pressure that the person that they're trying to sleep with doesn't put on them I mean I'm like a decent person but like I remember (laughs) just being like dude it's cool like it's fine and just like this guy was pretty much beating himself up like banging himself like not you know what I mean like really really upset and hated himself and it was just this horrible thing to watch someone go through yeah but you know I guess with women it's less maybe it's less talked about because like physically if we put enough lube on we could just do it yeah (laughs) but yeah there's such a massive difference like it's Mm. so unpleasant to have sex Mm -hmm. when you don't want to have sex yeah and And unless you're like Meryl Streep levels of acting like yeah that and if they're pretty empathetic people then they can tell that you're not into it and then they're like well I don't want to do it and then it can like result in like drama like you're just kind of like I don't know like you were kind of saying before sometimes it's better to just not even do it if you're not into it. You're just like, you know what, I just actually don't feel like it because I feel like sometimes if you kind of almost forcing yourself, they can tell and then they're like, oh, well, I don't want to do it if you're not into it. And it's like, oh, my That's God, a whole, thing. A whole, whole thing. thing. But I just had one other and it's kind of unrelated now, but it was I remembered the oh, therapist sorry. that I interviewed. <laughs> no, it's like yes. it was from ages ago. I just remembered another funny um, point that this therapist made. Because I think when I was talking to her for the article, I did use my own experiences and say, oh, I moved in with my boyfriend and, you know, it's like gone down. And she was like, well, do you masturbate every single day? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no. And she was like, so why do you need to have sex every single day? And I was yeah. like, that's a really good point. And some people do masturbate every single day and honestly power to you. But in my situation, I didn't. So yes, she made a really yes. fucking good point. That's because, a great point, yeah. actually. Because I was like, no. And she's like, so why would you be having sex every day? Like, geez. Like, <laughs> and that really is it, isn't it? Because it's like it's different people. Mm-hmm. Everyone is different. different. Nothing is right or wrong yeah. in that situation. Yeah. If you have so, like, if you only want to have sex once a year, Mm. That's if you never want to have sex, that's yeah. also okay. Yeah. And if you have sex every day, that's okay. If you if you have sex a couple of times a day, like there's that's obviously very extremes on either end where I think yes. look, yeah. go chat to a doctor. But still, yeah. you could come out of it and they're like, no, you're fine. Yeah. Like there's no external there's factors. Issues. Yeah. Yeah. If there's if there's a particular mental or physical issue, obviously mm. we're not doctors. So yes. it's like I do think if you're struggling with your libido on one end or the other, it is a good idea to go see a doctor yeah. and get like your blood or whatever done and mm, hormone checks get checked. Things like that yeah because it could be something yeah. that is physical or mental yeah. that is you know creating the issue for you but if it's just an issue because you feel like everyone else is having sex mm-hmm. and you're not having enough sex that's like shit we got to be in hey like yeah. that's just so we're damaging ourselves no one else is thinking about you and your sex life no they're not also they're <laughs> probably lying as well yes and this is the other thing is that and i think that's what it really comes down to is that the times i've felt 
bad about mm. not wanting to have sex or like not having sex for a week or something or whatever it is, is usually because I'm comparing myself to like some random comment someone else said or something on Instagram. Yes. Like I remember I would look at that, oh, my God, that, you know, that Instagrammer, her name is, um, and like I can say it quite freely because she's very public about it, um, Ma- Sally Mustang. And she oh, yeah, has yeah. that partner and he's like, they're Byron Bay, they're like full yeah. hippies, like yeah. artists, and they do a lot of posts about their sex life and it's very <laughs> candid. And I think I guess it's yeah. kind of good depending on who you are. Like obviously it embraces sex as a very natural thing to do and mm. that's great. But for me, I would re- look at it and I'm like, well, I do not, like, get the leather, like, nipple covers out <laughs> and, like, fucking lie on, like, a stone rock in a f- yes. forest and, like, my partner gives me head for 45 minutes and then, yeah. you know, like, I just was like, fuck, I wow. don't know what Is that. anybody else doing this? Is yeah. everyone lying on a rock in a forest right now getting head for 45 minutes? Something's wrong. <laughs> but it's also like I don't want that and that's okay too. Yes, like, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay if you just want a quickie. It's okay if Everything's you... okay. Yeah. Is what we're saying. That's what we're saying. We're just sharing our experiences and in our experiences it's probably just been natural ebbs and flows to do with different relationships, to do with meds, to do with babies, to do with our age, to do with our levels of stress. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we're probably like two kind of average case studies and like you said, there's a lot of, you know, extremes on either side but hopefully – you guys found something relatable within us gas bagging. Yes, yes hopefully. <laughs> um, if you want to find us on Instagram, still don't know what that's what that is, you'll it's find in it. In the show notes. In the show notes. That's right. <laughs> find us on Facebook, also in the show notes. Yep. Um email us in the show email notes. Us in the show notes. With topic yes. suggestions or thoughts feelings just yep. share with us if you feel like it and mm-hmm. if you don't that's okay too yes um and it's been lovely hanging out with you it has let's do it more often yeah bye <laughs> bye <laughs>